back to our book talk segment of the day. Great to welcome right now one of the uh, authors, actually the author, and there's also a great illustrator that comes with this uh, new book out. Very interesting, very fascinating book as well. And it kind of deals with uh, uh, ecology and uh, the uh, environment and uh, and all that kind of thing. But it is a novel. It's called Monarca, or Monarca, I should say, a novel. We're joined today by uh, the author, Leopoldo Gout, by telephone. And uh, Leopoldo, good to talk with you. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm calling from Mexico, so it's pretty wild that technology it is working for now it is amazing i get to talk to people from all over the country sometimes other countries and uh, you're the first from mexico i've had a couple from canada so uh great to have a chance to chat with for for a few few minutes about uh, this book and i I read through it i I usually don't uh, do a lot of novels on the show we just do usually uh, non-fiction books but i I wanted to have you on when i got the notes about it because not only is it a uh, kind of a fable or a novel that you tell in the story it it deals with uh, the monarch butterflies but it also has to do with uh, kind of saving the planet a little bit. I was kind of surprised about uh, the state of uh, the butterfly. So talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Well, um, I come from Mexico. I live in New York, but right now I'm in Mexico uh, shooting a Netflix show. And ever since I grew up, I would travel to the sanctuary of the of the monarchs, and it was like nothing you've ever seen before. It's like a rainbow of extraordinary proportions. These incredible creatures by the millions, they come to this one little town, one little forest in Michoacán, Mexico. And just the experience of it is transformative. And I wanted to try to create in this book not only a story for my daughter, because when I brought her for the first time when she was a little girl, um, many of the butterflies would land on her head. Uh, And we didn't understand why, but she would attract them in a very beautiful way. So we, I started to write there, uh, there and then about them, just in terms of pure beauty. But then as I did my research, everything I do, I go into these rabbit holes of research. I realized that they were in danger and that the Mexico that I experienced as a kid was changing because of climate change. So I decided to do more research. And at that point, I decided I wanted to co-write the book with a um, kind of an echo warrior or somebody that really understood their plight, and that took me to to meet Eva Rigis, who uh, my co-author, who's an eco warrior and documentarian and, and filmmaker, and and she was amazing at illustrating to me the power of the of of this incredible creature that travels from Canada all the way to this one magical forest, and and its plight and its uh, anatomy and all sorts of things. So we started to kind of combine my fable with the with the extraordinary adventure that, that that they experienced and that and we you know it celebrated our daughter she has a daughter i have a daughter they both appear in the book and um and we kind of like played with those themes and um and one of the things that took me you know by surprise is that in the middle of our process we were writing together really well and something magic happened what i didn't know is that eva's father omero arigis is a famous poet in Mexico, is actually the guy who convinced UNESCO to declare the sanctuary of the of the butterflies in Michoacan a sanctuary. Oh, and wow. I had no clue. She thought that I, she thought I called her because of her dad. I did not know this. I, you know, I'm not a. I wasn't following her dad's career at all. Right. But he was in the 80s. I think he was the the person that convinced the Mexican government and, and UNESCO to declare it a war a world heritage. And, uh, and and be protected, unfortunately, between climate change and kind of like the narco wars and the lack of govern, uh, you know, of governments there. It's been 
challenging for these incredible resilient creatures. It is a, a, a amazing creature, the butterfly, because everybody's seen them. But uh, I did not realize until I read your book that there was such a section in, in that part of Mexico that uh, they kind of congregate to. But we kind of take them for granted, unfortunately. Uh, the butterfly, what they have to, we kind of, I guess, know, you know, how they come from caterpillars and uh, transform, metamorphosis, I guess is the word, uh, into butterflies. But uh, there's a lot that goes to it, and uh, a lot of that species doesn't even make it to the point of being a butterfly, right? I mean, it takes a lot just for that to happen. Exactly. Well, they, they actually go through four processes, and it's the only creature that has two DNAs. One DNA is when they're a chrysalis, and then a different DNA when it comes out as a butterfly. And scientists think that maybe perhaps that it was two creatures that kind of merged together to create uh, one creature. But it's really spectacular. And a little bit of those themes in the fable that I that we wrote and created, it's that. It's the, that the smallest, most delicate creature can change the world. Because they really do. They're, they're poll- they pollinate uh, flowers all through from Canada all the way to Mexico, and they're they, they're part of the ecosystem, and they keep the 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 thing the thing running. I mean, they really are more important than we can imagine in terms of the state of the of, of nature, the delicate state of nature. Right. And you break down the book into into the four stages of uh, of uh, the butterfly's life, from the egg, the larvae or, or caterpillar, uh, the pupa or chrysalis, and then the finally uh, the butterfly section. Uh, so uh, you, you kind of tell the story in the sense of of the the metamorphosis process of the uh, of the whole thing, right? Going from egg to butterfly. Exactly, and it's because we both have daughters and they're young. Both of us kind of were echoing in this in this uh, you know table. We were echoing that that experience that our daughters were growing, and that uh, and that they were they were going through a huge change, and and to cause curiosity to them of how wonderful the world is and how we are all interconnected. Every living creature of this planet is interconnected to the other, and um, and it's you know in these dark times when there's so much like things that are going on and so much stress, we wanted to make a ray of sunshine. We wanted to do a book that people feel happy when they see it. We wanted to make a book that is for all ages, for people of all ages to kind of join forces and, and have something tactile and beautiful that reminds us that nature is incredible and it's awesome and you look at nature and it can change your life and, um, and, and, how, and how wonderful it is. And the, that sense of awe, because it's what I felt when I, when I saw those forests covered with, with butterflies and, and the, the trees in Michoacan, and it's such an incredible sensation that I wanted to inject that a little bit of that sense of awe into the book. And again, without giving too much of the story or any of the story away, but something happens to the main character that puts that character in a situation that really tells the story well. I guess I guess I won't. Give, I'm not giving away too much by saying that, right? But I mean, it puts them right in the middle of what happens to these butterflies. Yeah, I mean it's 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 wonderful for you to say that. Like it definitely it, it is a, a fable, so there is a transformation of a of, of, of Ines into a butterfly and I don't mind saying that because it's kind of like the premise of okay. it. And it's what is she going to do about it and um you know it's the, the it, it is all fables, all magical fables or ma- uh, in Mexico we call it magical realism. Uh I call it realistic magic. Because <laughs> life is full of Miracles and magic, and, and you know the, the the idea that I had was that you know we were we're looking into this parable that 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 
gets us connected a little bit with that, that nature is full of those pockets of magic and that we all can look at it and, 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 and see it if we want to, if you want to have that curiosity, if you want to have that sense of, oh, it's out there, it's there just in front of you, you just have to pay attention. And again, at the end of the book, you talk about, uh, which I didn't realize either, I'm, I'm glad you put it in the book, that uh, these particular butterflies are uh, diminishing in numbers by, by a huge amount. That, that's kind of that's scary. Yeah, it's very scary, and unfortunately, there's always hope. I mean, the, 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 you know, during COVID, when people were, were in, in New York, I mean, we saw dolphins in the bay, you know, like it's, 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 it's amazing how fast nature can regenerate itself mm-hmm. if we just give it a chance. So, so you know, a little bit the message to the book is we're, we, everybody can do something about it. And yeah. if everybody does something about it, we can change things immediately. I mean, there's a one guy, in, I think in Turkey, I don't remember where exactly, but he started planting tree, trees like 40 years ago. Oh, and now sure, he has right. a whole forest and completely changed, completely changed his, his the, the ecology of, of, of his town. Through that, uh, I think he, he even uh, changed a degree of heat in the in the area. Like it's it's amazing what what we can do. And as I said, with a butterfly, with a monarch, the, the smallest creature can really impact the world. And that's kind of the message of the book. Yeah, great message, great uh, story as well. Monarca is the name, and we've been talking with Leopoldo Gouda. And we just have a few seconds left. But give out a website, Leopoldo, people can get more information about the book. Yeah, they can look at my Instagram, Leopoldo, Leopoldo is my name, L-E-O-P-O-L-D-O, and just repeat it twice. Or go to HarperCollins and look at Monarca. There's, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, bookstores and digital spaces that they can get the book. Uh, it's everywhere, uh, hopefully. And, um, and, and there's lots of information to find me uh, in, the, in the Internet, and there's uh, tons of material for them to also just look at the monarch butterflies and, 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 and dive into this world. But um, definitely it's something that I hope that people can touch and feel and, and be connected to. Yeah, no doubt. Leopoldo, great talking to you. Great luck. Uh, good luck with the book. And hopefully we can talk to you again. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much.